Welcome to the 98th episode of the Reading and Writing Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Rutherford. Stay tuned for my interview with Jennifer Hillier, author of the psychological suspense thrillers Creep and Freak. This interview was recorded at Thriller Fest in New York City. Stay tuned for the interview. Welcome back to the Reading and Writing Podcast. My guest today is Jennifer Hillier, author of the new novel, Freak. We're conducting this interview at Thr- Thriller Fest in New York City. Jennifer, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me. Sure, sure. Well, if the listeners haven't heard about Freak yet, how would you describe the novel? Uh, it's a follow-up to my debut novel, Creep. And it follows a very sort of devious female villain who is now in prison for her crimes, and she's a celebrity, and there's all kinds of media attention surrounding her, and she still has more charges coming, and then it turns out she may know something about a new series of murders that are happening in Seattle, and she uses that as leverage. Great. Well, what drove you to write Freak in your first novel, Creep? Have you always wanted to be a writer? Uh, I think I always wanted to be a writer, but I didn't always know that I would ever be published. I've always been a fan of thrillers, and I'm a big fan of Jeffrey Weaver and Jonathan Kellerman and Greg Isles, but it wasn't until I moved to Seattle and found myself without a work permit, because I'm from Canada, that I had all this extra time and I started writing um, Creek. And I think it had something to do with the Northwest and the rain and the mist, and a lot of serial killers come from that area. <laughs> That kind of inspired me to, to get into that genre, because before Creep, I wrote a lot of like uh, horror, actually. Mm-hmm. So this is a, a little bit of a transition for me. And, and what was that process like writing Creep? It was ideal, actually. I had all this free time, and I had a nice room in the house to work where I was uninterrupted. And so every kind of every writer, I think, wants that experience where you're just really motivated and the story really just poured out. With Freak, completely the opposite. (laughs) Distractions, a big move from Canada, or from the U.S. back to Canada, and just complete chaos in my life. (laughs) So, completely different experience. So, what was the research process like for you for writing um, Freak and then your first novel, Creed? Did did you read a lot about... uh, criminal psychology and forensics? And uh, a little bit. There's not too much forensics in the book, and I kept it that way deliberately because right. I'm not an expert, and I didn't want to mess that up. And I know mm-hmm. that readers get really yeah. irate when you get a detail <laughs> wrong, so I really just focused on the mind play between the main character and the villain. And the setting was in a university. And I worked in a university for a long time, so I felt like you know a lot of creepy things probably happen in school that we never, you know, hear about. And I thought, you know, I wonder how many professors have affairs with their students that, again, we never hear about. Okay, that's got to happen all the time. So that was kind of where it evolved from for Creep. And then with Freak, it was just a continuation. But I did do a little bit of research on um, prosthetic disguises and a little bit on uh, psychopathology just to kind of get the characteristics of the villain. Right. Down that, but not too much. Right. And, and what's the writing process like for you? Do you do a lot of outlining, or are you more organic writer? I'm an organic writer, and it kicks my butt every time because I really, I think I do need to outline, but I love being surprised what happens with the story. Um, if I sit down and I'm surprised by a scene, I think the reader will be too. 
Um, but I would love to outline because I've written myself into some horrible corners. <laughs> and I've discarded thousands and thousands of words uh-huh. and scenes that don't make sense at the end of the book. So. Gotcha. And, and what was the um, what was the publication process like for you with your first novel? I mean, uh, after you had yeah. this like kind of ideal experience yes. writing it out I would, in Seattle, yeah, I would say it continued. I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like not going to win here because yeah. it's going to blow up in my face at some point. No, um, I I think about 30, 40 pages in the creep. I felt I had something that was not terrible, and I told myself, you know, if you can just finish this book and just get through it and have a beginning, middle, and an end, there might be something to work with here. You might be able to revise it well enough to attract an agent. And so, and I was discouraged and I was, you know, nervous about the, the, the odds of getting published are so, right. you know, ridiculous. But I was watching um, the 2008 Olympics and it was, I was in the States, so it was weird to have like a lot of really good swimmers to cheer for and swimming is my favorite to watch. And so there's Michael Phelps, right, going for the eight gold medals. Yeah. And all the pressure and the media attention, and he's winning every single event. And I'm thinking, if Michael Phelps can win gold medals and do eight of these, I can finish this draft. Like, come on, right? So I sat down, I pushed, I got it done. Then I revised it. Then I came to my first Thriller Fest, and that's when I got a feel of what the publication process would be like. And I just started making a list, and... I started querying agents, and I got about 50 or so rejections, and uh, and then eventually one signed me, and then my book sold about five months later. Wow! So it was fairly linear, and it was my first book, and I know that I'm I got I got lucky. I really do think luck has a lot, and timing right. had a lot to do with it. Well, you had mentioned that you wrote horror earlier. Yeah. Had you written earlier novels in, in the Just process? Just one, before? and mm-hmm. a lot of short stories. Lot but of the short one stories. novel that I had um, wrote, which I did finish, was just horrible. Like, there was, <laughs> you know, and I look back and I did everything that you shouldn't do. You know, I had characters staring at themselves in mirrors, and I had people having dream sequences, and it's like, oh, I cringe when I when I think about that book. There's no way to salvage it. It's awful, but. What it proved is that I could finish. Right. And I needed to know that I could finish. And that's, that's huge. Well, well, given your experience thus far and, and, and you know, now that you're published uh, with two novels, what tips or advice would you offer aspiring writers who want to kind of do the same thing and have their novels yeah. published? I think my biggest piece of advice is just uh, don't give up. You know, I had a writing instructor in 2009 when I was writing Creep. And I'd workshop portions of it with the class. And the one thing that she had said was, you know, a lot of people give up. They get discouraged and they stop writing. And she's like, in my experience, you know, the one who gets published is the one who persevered. Right. So that's my biggest piece of advice is just keep working at it. It may take you longer, but you'll get there if you want it bad enough, I think. Yeah. Um, So uh, what books, either fiction or nonfiction, have you read lately that kind of made a, a big impression on you? Um, I'm looking forward to reading Chelsea Keane's new novel. I'm a huge fan of hers because she's got the really strong female villain and her books are set in the Northwest. And so when I read the first book of hers, Heartsick, I just thought, ah, there's something about this that's different than all the rest of the books that I've been reading. And so um, I read a lot of her books. I read a lot of Jeff Lindsay because I'm a big fan of Dexter. And I love how the show and the book are deviating from each other now in right. the series. That's cool. Um, and I'm, like I said, I'm a huge fan of Jeffrey Beaver. What am I reading right now? 
Oh, I'm reading a friend's book. <laughs> For a blurb right now. <laughs> That's what I'm reading right now. So, um, what are you working on now? Um, I've got an idea brewing for a third novel, and I've been putting out a few pages a day, which is kind of less than my usual quota, but I don't, I don't have a feel for it yet. Mm-hmm. And since I don't outline, I really don't know where it's going to go, but I love this part of the process, because it's just, just go and see what happens. See what the characters have to say to each other. See what happens around the corner. So, we'll see. Hopefully there'll be another one out next summer. <laughs> well, where can people find you online? Uh, I have a website. Uh, my official website is jenniferhillier.org, but I blog uh, fairly regularly at jenniferhillier.ca, or you can also enter the serialkillerfiles.com, and that takes you right to the, to the blog. Okay, great. Well, again, we've been speaking with Jennifer Hillier, author of the new thriller Freak. The book is available in bookstores now, so you should check it out. Jennifer, thanks for doing the interview. Thank you so much. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.